Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we, we welcome, welcome you. you. Good morning and welcome to Infinite <laughs> Trek. This is our sort of space dock systems test. And uh, I'm Aaron Harvey. And I'm Brandy Jackola. And welcome to the kind of inaugural space dock run around just to see uh, see how this all works out. Um, we are going to talk about pretty much anything Star Trek related. That's why we chose the term Infinite Trek. It uh, gives us a chance to not be pinned down to one specific show or or topic and uh, or, or medium. really or medium. Yes. We, comics, books, uh, video games even. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're very excited. Um, uh, Brandy, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got into Star Trek and what your sort of your Star Trek fandom is? Uh, well, frankly, I was born into Trek because there was never a time before I was born <laughs> that Trek <laughs> didn't exist. So my parents, I was born in 1973 and my parents were watching Trek when, you know, they, that you know, since 1966. Right. So they were, uh, they were watching it in reruns when I was born about six months after I was born, five months after I was born, the animated series premiered, but I didn't really understand any of that stuff till I was like three or four it was when I started realizing what Star Trek was. And uh, yeah, it was, it's just always been there. It's always been a part of my life, a huge part of my life. And it was always a family affair. So uh, memories of my dad, especially who sadly passed in 2005, are very directly connected with the original series. That's really cool. Um, I have kind of a similar uh, situation. My grandfather uh, kind of got me interested and he uh, he worked for Lockheed and his big thing was always watching, I think, because he knew more about the technology of the time. And I remember distinctly... I, I must have been like maybe five or six. We were watching the original series and uh, they're navigating with the little, uh, little circle. Uh, the, it's kind of what the, the nav. I remember it has a name, the center console that, that you use yeah. for navigation. Um, yeah. He's just like, they're using what looks like a slide rule. And the thing is like, we have computers and planes now that are better than this. So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So I think that's where I get some of my like, looking at the technical end of things like mm, that's not very realistic. Uh, but yeah, so I would, I remember watching that land of the giants uh, lost, not lost in space. Well, sometimes lost in space. I don't think he was as big a fan and doctor who. So I've also been a doctor who fan since 1970, like, you know, as soon as I could remember. So I just think it's interesting that my grandfather, who everybody saw as sort of this stuffy, you know, scary person was also like a big star trek fan and and into uh, uh doctor who and all these other fandoms so but that that's uh that's kind of how i got my my start maybe he was just an introvert maybe he just didn't like people <laughs> <laughs> well that yeah that that might be accurate that might, i think i may have a, a, got some of that genes as well uh nothing so, wrong with yeah. that no uh 
uh, let's give a little bit of information about like what you're currently doing as far as Star Trek stuff. Because I know this isn't just this podcast. No. Nine there's... million podcasts. <laughs> no, there are not nine million podcasts. 47. It... Okay, fine. Okay, 47. There are 47 <laughs> podcasts. And as I am 47 years old, I thought that was appropriate. All right. There you go. There we go. I had a 47-year-old no. <laughs> uh, birthday party. I had the 47 theme. So Yeah. yeah. 47 uh, has not been the best of years, but mm. I don't think that's Star Trek's fault. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I do a podcast. Well, uh, these things aren't actually running yet, but they will be very, very soon. I am on a podcast called The Vedic Assembly, which is about Deep Space Nine. Nice. And I am also on a podcast called Boldly Go, which is about strange new worlds. And yes, we are going to start now. We're not going to release <laughs> weekly or maybe not even might be hard. <laughs> bi-monthly because there still are things to cover, but we don't want to run out of content before we have a new show. Right. So, but uh, we're going to start with the cage and we're just going to work our way through all the appearances of Pike and there are novels too. We may get to them. There are comics. We may get to them. That's cool. So, so there's that. And then there's another um, secret one that hasn't been officially announced yet that I can't tell you about. So this one, no, <laughs> no, not, not this one, a different <laughs> secret one from this one. Got it. And possibly, possibly in the future, there may be a return of the live show, The Unready Room, which was nice. with my friends, uh, Bruce and Dan. Dan's yep. getting married today, today. possibly yeah. as we speak. Uh, so well, we wish I, you a happy wedding, Dan. Uh, yes. I wish I had the, uh, I should have had the Belana Torres, Tom Paris space, sh uh, the, the shuttle pulling the cans in space. I should have had that ready. Well, you know, I'm wearing my Delta Flyers t-shirt today there you go. and I got a Belana pin on. So I came nice. as close as I could. And I've got my uh, Lieutenant Eric's pin. Yeah. This is the fan set pins. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So you've got a lot, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, I only have this one podcast right now, uh, which was, it's kind of getting that up and ready, but I'm also working on, this is kind of a, an opportunity to talk about this. Uh, this show will be live at Saturday mornings at 11 AM on outpost 13, which is a Twitch network that was created by a bunch of my improv friends. And so it's, it's a mix of improv and, and talk show and podcasts. And it's kind of a, just, where everybody who's creative can come together. And then the audio for this podcast will be broadcast on Mondays uh, through Trek Geeks. So we have this kind of like connection. We're creating a you know a United Federation of... of no, I'm not going to say that because it's a different company. <laughs> not like... <laughs> no. We're creating a federation <laughs> of creative people. Let's put it that way. Yes. Uh, well, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? Exactly. Yep. Totally. Uh, and people might know me from the fact that I've wrote the official book to Star Trek, the animated series. So I, I had to bring that up. <laughs> of course you did, which, which I have in the cabinet behind me. Oh, cause this book, <laughs> that book, exactly. It's a beautiful book, you guys, <sighs> and you. has everything you yeah. could possibly ever want from a guide to the animated series. Rich and I had a whole lot of fun putting it together. We also had a lot of stress, but, but it was it was also yeah. a lot of fun. Well, no, uh, it's I, done with such love. That's the thing. You. It's there's it's just apparent in every page. I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was the one thing that I 
wouldn't do again on a different book, but I did there. It was like every page has a different layout. I mean, not not 100% different, but anyway. But yes, yeah, so the book, it was a labor of love. It's something that I've always been interested in. I'm kind of like a fan of the underdog of Star Trek stuff. I like the Bonaventure, the ship that's in the animated series that everybody thinks is ugly. Um, I really enjoy learning about the things that never were made in the 70s, the Mm -hmm. phase two shows, the movies. In fact, we discussed possibly taking some of the phase two scripts at some point and maybe doing a little reenactment of some of them because we both have improv backgrounds. Yes, we do. Um, Oh, yeah. That's the other Star Trek thing that I did. I was in uh, Night Shift, which was a spinoff of the Improvised Generation, which is Impro Theater's uh, Star Trek show. So we got a, you know, uh, an abbreviated season of that doing um, we were the ship the the crew that uh, was on the gamma shift. So we, whenever nice. all the main people went to sleep, you know, we we were uh, in, watching the ship, and the uh, the tagline that we had in the beginning was uh, to boldly go where no one has gone before seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. I love it. Uh, so yeah, so. Um, we actually have some Star Trek news this week. We talked about this earlier on one of our test broadcasts uh, that at one point there would be no Star Trek news or very little Star Trek news. Uh, when I had my uh, Star Trek animated podcast, there was, I think, the Blu-ray came out and that was that was the exciting news. And we did a whole special episode on the fact that a Blu-ray <laughs> came out. And now we have... A new animated show. We've got Strange New Worlds coming. We have uh, a season three of Discovery at some point. We have uh, Lower Decks starting, which you and I will be covering uh, each episode. So we have launched directly into a new show. So that's yes. fun. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, it was the Star Trek panel this uh, yes. week at, at Comic-Con. Uh, Star Trek yes. Universe. Which I'm so grateful that they left up because I was working at the time that that was going on. (laughs) And to be fair, I was trying to cheat a little bit by having my AirPods in and watching it on my phone, but it just Mm -hmm. didn't work. So, (laughs) I mean, I just kept getting interrupted by, you know, phone calls and my boss and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I did end up being able to see all of it in pieces later on. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that very much. I felt like it was too short. I felt <laughs> that the panels themselves should have been longer. Yeah, I was really when I, I saw that it was like from 10 to 11. I'm just like, that can't be right if they're doing a table read. Because uh, I believe when I spoke with uh, uh, Mary Shifo, which that sounds like a name drop, but it's not because <laughs> we just chat. Um, she also has done classes at Impro. Uh so we were like, she's like, that doesn't sound right. That's, you know, I also thought it would be live. The fact that it wasn't live was a little odd. No, I so, knew. Lose some of that I, energy. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be live. Uh, I could tell because they were showing in advertisements clips from the panels. And I thought, okay, oh, I thought it was that's something that's they had just manufactured just to be like, you know, the test run through or something like that. Not so much, not nah. so much, but you know, that's okay. I will take whatever I can get because there are no cons happening in person. And I get that. I understand that. I agree with that, but it doesn't heal my broken heart at not being able to see these things in person. Not that I'd be yeah. at San Diego Comic-Con because I cannot afford to go. 
And because it's not just a matter of getting into the con, it's a matter of getting there, having yes. a place to stay, yeah. having food, having transportation, etc. It's all that's the one, one benefit of living in Los Angeles that we're close enough. I mean, we went down for a day uh, last year, and given that uh, I have, um, you know, just press credentials through working with Trek movie a little bit and uh, doing panels for, with uh, Larry Nemechek, Dr. Trek uh, for Star Trek podcasting. It was just, we kind of get a, a pass that we can we'd be able to go in as um, not press, but as, as professionals. So that's been really handy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing compared to being there. So, yeah. I I agree because we we have our own fan convention here in Utah. I'm a Utah girl. No, I'm not a Mormon. Please don't ask. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's called FanX, and uh, it's been going since 2013. And this is the first time that they have had to postpone an event. They call it postponing. It's not really postponing because they were planning on doing one next year anyway. So really, it's not exactly postponing, but close enough. And everybody who Shipping. has had tickets, yeah, everybody who had tickets gets shifted over to the next con. So that all works out well. But I've had the pleasure of being able to do a couple of panels at FanX. Nice. In fact, I did two last year, one in the spring FanX and one in the fall FanX. And uh, I really liked uh, that special guest lanyard that got me yes. some places that I was not mm -hmm. expecting. Nobody explained the benefits of that to me the first time. And so when someone did That's explain great. the benefits to me, I was just like, oh, you, you mean I didn't have to wait in that line? <laughs> I could I could have gone in, in this in this in this line. Oh, that's nice. That Comic-Con doesn't have that. Everything's very leveled. Like mm. you're pressed. You think, oh, cool. That means that I'll be able to get in to sit down to take photos and do the thing. No, yeah. you have to stand in line with everybody else. I'm like, how am I even going to cover anything? Because I'm in line, you know, so yeah. you get like one panel. Um, but I have done done the uh, table, uh, the the kind of the group uh, interviews where you're just put at the put at a table and they all the people come they do their panel first so you don't really get to see the panel but you're in the room afterwards and then they come around and they sit with you for like five or ten minutes and they move on to the next table so you have a group of, of people and that was that was pretty cool most of the time that worked out really well the the cast from fringe like that was they were great and like every year they remembered us so that was even better it was just like oh you're back i'm like hey wow you remembered me <laughs> Well, so, thank, we also thankfully. asked questions that were <laughs> we actually Different? watched the show. So oh, yeah. a lot of times it's like, hi, I'm with, you know, uh, I don't know, some some entertainment ra uh, radio. And um, what is what is fringe? You know, you're like, oh, boy, <laughs> clearly they they don't know what it is. They've been asked to, to ask some questions and then that's it. Yeah, it's weird. I this this. Same people seem to ask the same questions over and over and over again. And I, yeah. I, I know that must get tedious for the people answering the questions. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I get to ask a question at a panel, I always go completely off the grid. <laughs> like I will say, what's your favorite band? Nice. Like I want to know something personal about them. Yeah. Because I know a lot about their career. I know a lot about the things that they've appeared in. And right. you know, through other panels, I've found out more about their personality. But I want to know. What's your favorite band? What's your favorite book? Where would you mm -hmm. like to go on vacation? You know, things like that, that they yeah. never get asked. 
I have, I asked the question, what would you want to be asked that you're never asked? Yes, that's a great question. So that also, it's the same kind of thing. It's just like, yeah. and, and there's just sort of this kind of delayed 404 error, kind of like, uh, mm -hmm. no one's asked me that. And then they, like, a lot of times it will be about but what they're doing on their side projects or, you know, nobody's asked me about my horses or whatever, you know, like, so. Oh, ask Tony Newsom about her horses. <laughs> do i'm serious okay. i'm not joking on that she she um she has a history with horses <laughs> she had nice. horses when she was younger <laughs> that was just out of nowhere that was like that was not meant to be a really it's serendipity man Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh so well and it was funny because if you listen to the picard uh the part of the panel it was clear that they have asked so many questions i mean they're they're just talking to each other Mm -hmm. I'm skipping to the end of the the the, uh, the order was D Star Trek Discovery table read of a season two finale episode like a, a scene from that. Uh, they answered a couple questions. Then they did Lower Decks, which is the new comedy uh, cartoon, and then I don't don't call it cartoon. It's an sorry, animated animated. Piece. Yes, I, I this is me of this all is people not should actually Looney have, Tunes. No, I know. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm. This, I know. I, I have to know. take my name off of this now. No. <laughs> no, you don't. It's all right. You know I love you. It's fine. I was just. Uh, I was but no, just thank you for correcting me. That no, it, it that's I I rarely ever do that. That's really funny. Um, and then then we get to Picard, and somebody's like, "Oh, I really enjoyed working with Patrick Stewart." And then just Marina would be just like, "Don't encourage him. We've worked so hard to get him not to have a big head." And and we it's just that. Him. Like, yeah, they trained him. Yeah. <laughs> So well, it's really I, funny to see they they have been together so many times at so many conventions that they're just they just ignore the audience and sort of talk to each other. Well, and, and that's that's actually sometimes the most fun is yes. just letting not even having a moderator and just letting them run loose. Because when Jason, Jason Isaacs, for instance, when mm -hmm. he does panels, he does not have a moderator. He just gets up there, starts talking. He takes care of himself. And it's magnificent to watch and hilarious and brings me great joy. One thing you can tell from all of these panels is that they were heavily edited. So my guess is that yeah. these panels all were about an hour long to start with mm -hmm. and then were edited down to fit into this like hour and 15 minute time frame. Which makes so. me wonder if we're going to get some sort of like longer cut at some point or or they'll well, pull bits out for other things you know but. yeah i know that they did actually do the full table read of such sweet sorrow part two oh, wow. and you okay. can find that on both youtube and on cbs's website at cbs.com slash star trek discovery and if nice. you click on the news tab it'll bring up all the stuff that happened at uh san diego comic-con at home so i actually did watch the entire table read and i i found it interesting because they interspersed with uh the actual reading some of the storyboarding some of the yeah, effects, some of the special without, effects without being completely finished all the polish, yeah yeah and some of the stuff and i just really actually enjoyed it so that's just me. I will say this, uh, as far as table reads go, Sonequa Martin-Green is on it every second. Yes. She was making There's not a moment that she's not paying attention. Just, no, yeah. always, 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 always. Yeah. Same with Ethan Peck, always paying attention. 
never late. Same with Jane Brooke. It was just, mm, uh, I just I love Jane Brooke. It. I've <laughs> known Jane Brooke. I did not know Jane Brooke. I've, I've known of Jane Brooke for quite a long time since uh, there was a show called WIOU on CBS, mm -hmm. which was about a failed Chicago uh, news station that was like on the brink of just going out of business. And so she was uh, just a, a behind the scenes sort of person who, who got copy for people. And one day basically just had to be thrown on the air because they had nobody. And she just kind of freezes and she does this really panicky and then they keep sending her back out, but she ends up becoming a pretty confident, you know, news person at the end. So I just, I really liked her character and it was just, I, I mentioned that to her when I actually did meet her in person and this look on her face was like, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> she was like, so long ago she was also in superman five or four the quest for peace as a teacher with her voice dubbed why i don't know her voice was dubbed the little kid who was talking in the classroom was dubbed either they lost all of the audio and they just called other people in to do it i don't know it was very strange and that i think she was odd. also in kindergarten cop or something nope like early she was not no? in kindergarten not cop kindergarten. Um, she oh. was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, which is the first place I yes. saw her. And That's I funny. loved her, even though he, she was playing the evil character. I was like, this is somebody <laughs> she was to good watch. At that, though. Oh, she was excellent at She's yeah. excellent at everything. I have never been True. disappointed in any of her performances, frankly. Yep. Uh, yeah, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace was her first, looking at uh, IMDb, her first uh, credit. Wow. Teacher at JFK High School that was filmed in Canada and dubbed with somebody who was clearly Canadian. <laughs> what? That's great. Why? Why? <laughs> why? So, yeah. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> then um, I personally just sort of skipped through the, dia uh, the table read because I knew I was going to go back and watch it later, but I was mm -hmm. looking for a specific... Same thing. I'd like, I was in the middle of working, and so I did... You know, I, I basically told people, I'm going to Comic-Con for an hour. Bye. <laughs> Came back. <laughs> um, which that kind of made it easy because it wasn't like there was an hour of news solid. It was, you know... Right. But we did get, in the very beginning, Alex Kurtzman and uh, Heather Caton? Is that who it is? Heather Caden, yes. Yes. Uh, both talked about the new Nickelodeon animated show that will be coming out at some point. I'm not sure when exactly. Um, it's called Prodigy, which is something that we actually knew about, uh, at least the name, for a while because uh, I think it was John Eaves had put something on his uh, portfolio that said that. And then a day later, it was gone. And uh, then we looked up that it was a registered URL. And like, okay. It was pretty obvious <laughs> that that's what it was going to be. Uh, but it's a story about basically kids who who find a derelict uh, Starfleet ship and refurbish it and use it for, we're assuming, adventures and possibly defending what we don't know. There's no story, really, that we beyond that. The premise is there. So... And we did That's get a okay. logo though, so that was oh, yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I liked it. Um, I've met John Eves; he's a lovely guy. <laughs> so I feel kind of bad. It was he <laughs> no, I know he's he's, he's he's great. He's he's without guile. He's not the kind of person that would just do something like that to spoil it. So, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I I'm I'm excited for all new Trek. I love Trek. Yeah. Give it to me in any form and i will consume it 
There we go. There's Prodigy. Yeah. Um, I like the logo. How the uh, I know the, the star is on the side and goes through, yes. like creates almost a horizon line or something. That's really that's kind of fun. And I also, if you noticed in in the future, it always seems like all the Starfleet fleet stuff is sideways. If you see the the future, um, the time cops basically in the the <laughs> temporal investigation committee or. Yeah. What is it called? Oh, I just the Department of Temporal Investigation. Investigations, thank you. I think it's um, like, it should be like there should be C, so it could be like tick, like TikTok or something like that. But I'm thinking back to Erwin Allen again. That is so funny because just two days ago I rewatched Trials and Tribulations. Oh, right, nice. Yeah, that is. One I of love my favorites. that episode. I love that episode so much because it is so perfectly seamless. Yeah, with the original series footage it's just and that, blows. for it's effects blows for 1994 it's like that that still it looks just like they're there i think it really is cool that they i think what helps sell that is that they also then lay, layer the the film quality back on top so it's not just exactly. like 1994 christmas on top of like 1960s you know and that was before it was restored so you know well, they was, they cleaned some stuff up no though. they did clean yeah they for did, the, those specific so. ones yeah um, but I do love that we find out that the the last few tribbles that keep falling on Kirk is actually just Jadzia tossing them, <laughs> and and Ben just like, nope, it's not that one, it's not that one, and then finally finds the ball. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic episode for yeah. not only Deep Space Nine fans but also for original series fans. And I love how Jadzia is just like he's so much more handsome in person. Yeah, <laughs> eyes. Well, yeah. Kirk had a reputation for with the ladies. Uh, I wasn't talking about Kirk Spock. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, girl, yeah, Spock is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that she like she's just. It's almost like she's fangirling because when that's when her one of her hosts was alive, uh -huh. you know. And so if she had lived through that era, it was just like reliving the past for her. Um, yep. I played a trill in in Night Shift, so I kind of that's one of those episodes that I sort of like went to. I went to all the Jadzia episodes and and Esri, because um, yes. I was more of an Esri in far as the way I had sort of transitioned. I'm not going to go into the story about that, but <laughs> another time, another time, yes. we can talk about that. Another anytime right so yeah but yeah so that was um that that was a really fun uh thing to find out and i'm looking forward to learning more about what i'm sorry i'm thinking of that line when she recognizes oh. that one of her hosts had an affair with mccoy oh yeah and says he, i always knew he'd become a doctor he had the hands of, the a, hands surgeon. of a surgeon and then just <laughs> just lifts her eyebrows once i'm just like so great so well. i love also i was was it uh, we're just recounting what we like in this episode that's funny i know I'm um it, it is well we did say infinite track but uh, probably mm -hmm. should stay on some sort stay of on target oh wait yeah, no that's exactly. the wrong thing yeah <laughs> well the the lead into our show has a, a song about a wookie so you know that's we're yeah. we're okay actually today they're uh, for if you're listening to this live on saturday uh it's happening to two in the afternoon if you have already if this is on monday uh you can go back and watch it because they'll have them archived there is a star trek versus star wars panel so i think they're talking about the philosophies and and it's it's not so much the tech but i'm, I'm really curious to see how that turns out because we try to be not a versus, but like a Star Trek and Star Wars. Be, be inclusive that, you know, if you like that, great. 
Um, again, and for me, for the Lost Cause things, I'm still a fan of the, the uh, holiday special because of the the animated section in it, mostly. You know, the frankly, I, I remember watching the holiday special, and yet I had only seen it the one time until probably about three or four years ago. Wow. And there were things that I remembered from oh, the holiday right. special yeah, you're that, that. Were, I thought were in Star Wars, but weren't. <laughs> and so when I saw the holiday special again, I went, oh, um, oh, there is a guy pouring something into his head. Okay. I didn't imagine that. <laughs> so much Harvey Corman. <laughs> Sorry. It makes me want to go suffer. I mean, watch that again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what? It's 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 all it's all part of the same love of just yes. geeky nerdy things. So well, and it's it's interesting that Star Wars wouldn't exist if there wasn't Star Trek because exactly. George Lucas saw that Star Trek was doing really well in syndication and so he's like okay sci-fi does work and then star trek wouldn't have continued if star wars hadn't become such a popular movie and show that they could actually continue into the cinematic universe so they're dependent on each other they're both yeah. uh, both fandoms are can be both well and so. that's the thing it's again that thing of the rising tide lifts all boats you can't you, you, you don't have to say oh i only like this or i only like that you can love both as There's... as Puck ninety in the uh, in the chat room says, why can't we all get along? <laughs> yeah, why can't we all get along? I don't yeah. know. I get along with all types of fans because there is so much great sci-fi out there. Yeah, that there's something for everybody and multiple things for everybody. And why not just enjoy them all? All that you can <laughs> enjoy. It's like a buffet. Pick what you like. As McCready 13 also says, and this is what we talked about earlier, the rising sun powers all starships. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that works for me. I, I like think that. that should be our new, uh, our, our new motto. The rising right. sun powers all starships. Let's go with that. That's a yep. much more appropriate analogy for what we are speaking about. So yes, well done. Well done. Cool. Uh, should we talk a little bit about lower decks and just, cause that's what we're going yes, to be eventually talking about. <laughs> Uh, well, we saw a, what is it, about two minutes, something like that, uh, extended mm -hmm. bit of the introduction, which is great. Yes. It starts with, uh, is it Bulmer? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, have to, I don't know the names yet, and that's always <laughs> bothers me. It was like the first time Discovery, I'm like, Lieutenant Georgiou, and it just sort of in my head turned into like something with uh, like an Italian name or something. It was just like, that's not right. So yeah, it was just she, in my head. She was a captain when we first saw her sweetheart. Oh, sorry, captain. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? What? I think the first time I, I don't know if it came out before, there was the book where she was, she was still a lieutenant or something like that. Yeah, no, the the book, was that that that, did, that was the second book, oh, and that came out oh, well that, after right. Discovery yeah, yeah, had yeah, started. Right. Sorry. So, yeah, no, <laughs> don't apologize. <laughs> yes, we've talked about that. Uh, but no, uh, so yeah, we uh, we got this really great extended intro where, the the guy who's an ensign is pretending to do a captain's log. It sounds very official. Like when you you zoom in and you're like, oh, this is a new Star Trek show. They're talking about this great thing. And then they uh, they talk about first contact and how important that is. But that's not what we do. We're second contact, <laughs> which is great. You know, and it's, I, it's I was probably more about important it. than first contact. I was just going to say that. <laughs> 
I was just going to say that because, yeah, you've got the first contact and then that starship is like, okay, thanks, bye. And the real work yeah. is done by the people who come in and do second contact. That uh, That's played by Jack Quaid. It's, it's Ensign Boimler, I think is Boimler. how you pronounced it. Yes. Boimler. Uh, yes, and he's sort of the alternate, or the alternate, the ultimate Starfleet uh, fanboy. Yeah, he's just like he knows all the captains, he knows all the first officers. So that that's that's his thing. And uh, then we have, uh, was it uh, Ensign Tendi, who is uh, Noelle Wells? She is the the green. I don't know if she's gonna be Orion or if she's just another green alien. Yeah, it's not been confirmed, has yeah. it? No, but, but we'll she's about a week and a half. She's just excited about everything. She's yes. just, you know, but but the person who is in the first uh, section is, um, what was her? I don't yeah. know that. I can't remember. Was it, huh? Is a Mariner. It yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Who is played by Tony Newsom. Tony Newsom. Okay. I will know all this by the time the show airs. Uh, Tawny Newsom and there they are she is clearly drunk at this point she is she's walking around she's like what are you doing he's like are you drunk he's like yeah so like you should be too we're on shore leave and so she has uh Romulan whiskey which is this is the last time I'll mention this but it was so funny we had that in our our uh improv show and so if Andorian absinthe shows up someone's been sitting in our audience taking notes so <laughs> I really would love to see Andorian Absinthe show up. That would just that would make be, my day. That would, yeah, I would. Me too. Uh, well, so they're, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So they're sitting there talking and they have, uh, you know, she's she's trying to get him to have fun. And then she she whips out a bat lift and just basically she's like, spar with me. It's like, I got this from an old guy with an eye patch. <laughs> Like what I'm trying to think of is that the guy from Star Trek Six? No, he would be dead. <laughs> I don't know. Klingons have long lives. Do they? Are they as long lived yeah. as Vulcan? Well, when you think about it, there are Klingons from the original series that show up in Deep Space Nine. That's true. Yeah, they so, do. You're right. And so, uh, 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 Klingon that was actually in the animated series as well as the original series, Core. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, well, maybe it is him. That would be interesting. Uh, so she's just, I just love though that she boils it down to, I, I've not been the biggest Klingon fan and I actually was kind of excited when Discovery said they were going to dive deeper into the Klingon culture and I kind of feel like they did, but maybe not as much as they could have or something. I don't know. We also had so many, so much things crammed into such a short season. So I think you have a lot of ideas you can't really spend. You can't have that one episode where it's just, you know, Laurel going through her day or something like that, mm. <laughs> a regular Klingon day. Um, but uh, so she she's uh, she's like war war war. I love honor. I demand honor. <laughs> just the fact that Klingons <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, I'm just like okay, someone gets it. It's like I was like Klingon solved. <laughs> but uh, yes, there's more to it than that. But I just think it was yeah. it was great. And then then it ends with uh, something unfortunate happening. But if you haven't seen the clip, I'm not going to uh, not going to spoil that. <laughs> Seriously, it went. I was watching it with my husband. We will have spoiler alerts when that the yeah. time comes. <laughs> yeah, when I was watching that with my husband, and when that moment happened, we're both just like, <laughs> I just started laughing. So it was just, uh, yeah, we we enjoyed that footage. I enjoyed seeing a full clip 
of that instead of how they kind of they mangled it just a little bit for the trailer because yeah. there were certain dialogue lines that happened in a different place in the clip that they showed mm -hmm. in the trailer rather than the actual clip for the episode. So yeah. I was pleased to to get a little more context there. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. We saw a lot more of the Cerritos in Space Dock. Space Dock Douglas, or no, uh, Star no, it wasn't Starbase. It was just Station Douglas Station. That's yes, sir. With one yeah. S, because somebody said, like, is it Douglas with two S, like Frederick Douglas, uh, which would have been cool, but it was not that. At least according to this, the captioning that was on the, the Comic-Con stuff. Right. Which does not mean that that's actually how it's spelled, because we've seen all sorts of interesting <laughs> errors in captioning. And pronunciation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it, it, it the uh, for me, the, uh, the quintessential one for that is the Orions in the animated series. They're supposed to be Orions. Yep. The people who spoke that had said Orions in the original series. No one knows why that happened. The person who wrote it doesn't know why it happened. He goes, I didn't make them Orions. Um, it, well, you know, he, this was uh, uh, Weinstein was his last name. Um, and he, I think he was the, at that time, the youngest writer of Star Trek ever. He was 18 mm -hmm. when he sold wow. it. And he was in college. The uh, In the book, we have some of his uh, alternate endings, and they're all written on college ruled paper. It's typed onto the... So it's like, yeah. he goes, you can see where I was at in my career, which was great. So, mm -hmm. uh, But he, uh, yeah, he does not know why that happened. I think at that point, Dorothy had already left. So I it probably was running on autopilot a little bit. So they had mm -hmm. the script. They just had the people in. Uh, at that point, Bob Klein, who is one of the storyboard artists, him and a couple other people just basically became the showrunners at that, I think, because they, they knew Star Trek. They were they were making the characters. They were the ships get a lot more like funky towards the end. And that's because they didn't get reviewed, I think, as much. So. But right. I, I, we were joking before. It's like if they do a time travel episode with uh, Lower Decks, if they went back in time to Kirk's time if it actually looked like the original series animated show uh i wonder if they would then animate them to look like that so they would that would be, be so great that would be really interesting hmm. uh, i may have yeah. to do some sketches of what they would look like if they were tas yes characters. i love it or i i don't even know i don't even know i'm not a writer but <laughs> yeah I, do you want do you want me to tell you who i think my favorite character is going to be yes Vacation doctor. Yes. She's the crusty alley cat. Is that what they call her? Yes. Well, she reminds me a lot physically of um if if anybody's familiar with this, nobody maybe because I'm old, uh Bloom <laughs> County or Outback. She reminds oh, me of yeah. Bill the Cat. I never even thought of that. You're right. <laughs> with that. the with the broken, like the crinkled whiskers and yeah. all that. But I'm just I I didn't yeah. even have to hear her voice to know that. I was going to love that character, and I'm so looking forward to that. Dr. Tiana, which uh, David Mack, who was um, brought in as a uh, consultant, pointed out that that's a Vulcan name. And they're like, okay, that's nice, and did it anyway. So I'm <laughs> hoping that because all the other things that we've seen, it's clear that they know Star Trek and they understand Star Trek. So I'm wondering if there's a reason for her name being that, or there's yeah. just, it's just that, well, Everybody can have a apostrophe in a name, so it could just be that yeah, too. Uh, that there's there's no apostrophe press. So yeah, well, there that's the thing is that names 
that come from specific cultures aren't necessarily bound to those cultures for all time and eternity. And those names tend to go out into other places and are used by other cultures. So that seems perfectly reasonable to me. And her, she is played by uh, Jillian Vigman. So that is the voice actress. And she looks like she was having a lot of fun. (laughs) So they all do, which is is really great that they're, they're enjoying. And you can tell that they're also Star Trek fans. And uh, Mm -hmm. we also had uh, commander Jack Ransom, uh, who was played by Jerry O'Connell and his (laughs) wife is also playing number one one in strange new world. So they have that. And then we're also (laughs) friends with, with Jonathan Frake. So it's just like this circle of number ones. So that's Mm -hmm. great. Yep. Yeah, I loved that connection because I wasn't really paying attention to most of the cast because sometimes I just like to see things as they happen. And so I wasn't really finding out a lot of stuff before seeing this panel. And so I'm just like, wait, what? Jerry O'Connell, they're going to be two number ones in one house. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I'm I'm. I'm really excited for all the Star Treks, but I, I I think Strange New Worlds is a kind of a different level of excited just because I feel like I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how much it feels like older Trek. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to have it that way, but it's just like I was joking that it's like uh I want a a theme song that I can hum, something that feels like the original in some ways or I was watching Sequest the other day. Uh I just, saw that post. Yeah. I was just like <laughs> Just that theme song got stuck in my head just because it's da, 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 da. yeah. Sequest fan. Oh, good. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, Paul Hunkerford, who uh, works on this network, it was in Sequest 2032, the third season. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, well, I don't know. I don't know him, so I wouldn't be able no, no, to no. identify he, him he was, on site. He, uh, he was a carnival barker, but it was like a carnival ride operator. Mm-hmm. So he was in for like two minutes. But it was very funny, just like, be going through like i know that person (laughs) (laughs) so he was my age so he must have been like 24 25 when he did it so but no i i am super excited for for lower decks because i have to admit when i first heard it i was not super excited because i've spent a chunk of my life trying to prove that animated star trek isn't a joke and now animated star trek is literally a joke (laughs) you know it's like it's meant to be funny it's well, not yeah, a joke. but that that does, yeah, I was going to say that doesn't yeah. make it a joke. It just no. makes it humor. Yes, and so. also the humor was my, uh, just a concern, just because I'm not a huge Rick and Morty fan. I've tried to watch it like three times and just never made it past a couple episodes. People have said either. that you just skip into like episode three or four. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, but there there have been aspects of it that I have that have made me laugh. But overall, I just can't get used to the vomit. Just almost yeah. always, it's hanging yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. That's just I can't do that. Yeah. But yeah. when seeing the panel, I felt good vibes from. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I know this is good vibes. How can you feel good vibes? Well, I'm an empathic sort of person, so you can all just back off. Are you a beta? But I'm, I'm, I might be half beta, so you don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I just really, I thought the way that he spoke about things, I thought this guy actually does really know Trek and has yeah. really a lot of love for it. And I mm-hmm. think that's necessary yeah. in a showrunner. You've and I love how he talked about, like, we don't think we're breaking canon here. And we're, yeah. they, I mean, he knows what, if they do, what they're doing. So I think that's great. There's a, there's a future uh, episode about time travel 
and the, the one screen that was released was just Ensign Mariner, like with this wall of connected images with string. And they are oh, wow. just tons of references to all of Star Trek and Bigfoot for some reason, which I think is a, it could be a call out to uh, Leonard Nimoy with In Search of. <laughs> it could be. I, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but that makes sense. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so I, I love that because I was I was looking at that freeze frame like, okay, there's yeah. the salt monster and there's mm -hmm. just well, and that one I, I think it is, but everybody says like doesn't look exactly right. That looks like Carbon Creek, Pennsylvania, the one little map. Ooh. It's close enough, it's not exactly, but since it's time travel, that seemed to make sense to me. So that yeah. would that that works because that is a time travel. Well, not it's not a time travel episode so much as it is no, a look into the past. Past and right. yeah, yeah, showing that but they were yeah that they were there before they should have been there and. Well, it, it makes sense, honestly, because, of course, the Vulcans would have, if they'd been in that sector, would have come by and done some studies and then realized Ugh, and gone on their merry way until, yeah. you know, first contact actually happens. Oh, wow, they have warp drive. We can actually deal with them on a different level now. Just swung by and landed. It's like, hey. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, and what was the other? Oh, there's a Sulaban in there too. Yes, I saw that. That made me super happy. So <laughs> that was pretty Enterprise cool. references. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Enterprise fan. Well, I, yeah, I love that they don't, there's no, uh, I'm say bigotry towards, towards <laughs> any specific, uh, you know, yeah. series. It's not sort of, well, we just don't count that or something. Cause there are people who, who feel that, Star Trek ended at Voyager that like Enterprise isn't the canon that it's supposed I'm like, okay. You know, it's, watch canon is whatever CBS puts on the air. Yeah. And it's yeah. there's some towards the end, I think if they were given a couple more seasons, they were really hitting that stride of like three or four connected episodes. And mm -hmm. they had it kind of went back to the Vulcan Forge. So we actually oh, got I a love that. Of, yeah. There was just a lot of Vulcan history. Plus it also just because I'm an animated series fan has a little bit of information based on, or uh, some of the things from yesteryear, the history of Spock. Yeah. So you see a say lot who doesn't look so cuddly, but it looked more yeah, like a or pig or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, I, I actually prefer the animated version. Well, not the animated version per se, but I prefer something more fierce looking. That's just my own feeling because it's like, oh, oh okay. it's it's just it's it's too cute. I don't see. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. It was also a Saturday morning cartoon, so I guess you can't make yeah. it too terribly. In yeah. fact, when, when Spock is running and there are like these vines that grab him when he's trying to go back and get the doctor, that was abbreviated because apparently they the sensors thought that the, the, the little plants that were nipping at him or whatever just were too scary. Yeah. So that was removed. Okay. That was really surprising, though, how many complaints they did not get about things. Where if this show was made today, I think that you have the meeting the devil. You know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that stuff like that tends to go over a child's head. Yeah. And parents seem to think that whatever they understand, their child is understanding. And that is not true. Kids mm -hmm. don't have the maturity or experience to understand a lot of those things, which is why it is great 
when you take something animated and give somehow walk this balance between having it be appealing to both kids and adults. Yeah. And it is possible. I've seen it done time and time again. So, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. Leave, leave the vines in. <laughs> uh, so, um, there is a little bit more Star Trek news. It's not really like news news, but there is a new, we were talking about fan set pins earlier. Yes. Uh, there is, because you're co collecting the women of Star Trek collection. I'm, I'm just getting all the female pins, period. No matter okay. what, what particular subset they come from. Yeah. Um, but there is a, uh, there's this collection that's already out there and now they're doing uh, the second set of that. And yes. the, the character that is going to first appear is uh, Seven of Nine. So it's the, the Seven of Nine glitter pin. <laughs> yes. So, it looks really good. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, it's interesting because sometimes, like, what our characters we have here are more like uh, caricatures, I would say, than, mm. than, than portraits. And this looks exactly like Jerry Ryan in, in Voyager. So that's yes. pretty cool. Well, and it's it's a larger size of pin, so of course it's it's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit higher in cost. Not that I care. I'm getting all the ladies in all their incarnations, and then I'll start working on the men again. But you know, <laughs> ladies first. I've also discovered that fan sets have uh, Irwin Allen pins and a bunch of other ones, and I I have the uh, TikTok logo from the time uh, time tunnel. Uh, I think there's a Land of the Giants one. I would like to see them do all of the uh, Kurt Russell characters. <laughs> oh, please, yes. Yeah. Let's please. see. Uh, what is it? The we've got uh, you know uh, Jack. Uh, oh my gosh, the person in the chat room is going to kill me now because I not. What's Jack's last name? Jack Burton. Okay, Jack I remember Burton. it. It's Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yep. And Snake Plissken and. Mm. It's just there's uh McCready from from uh the yes, thing. You're you're giving me all my favorites right up top. <laughs> yes, I've been called I'm a dead man, apparently. So because I did not remember the name. <laughs> That's okay. He doesn't By the person named McCready 13. So <laughs> yes. I know this person. So <laughs> yeah, well that's okay. Well yes. uh, but hopefully he still doesn't know where you live. <laughs> um just no, kidding. he does. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm a joking. dead man. Next week, you'll have a different host. Uh, Deadman, also a DC character in uh, Justice League Dark, who is actually one of my favorite Justice League Dark characters. Didn't think I'd like him that much, but uh, I started reading the comics and just like, I want to know everything about this guy now. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry. It's Jack Deadman, because in the improvised generation, that was Jack's last name, so... It's when I kept saying Jack, 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 it was dead. So I'm not a dead man. It was Deadman. Yes. Yes. Which is it. it you know, we have Jack Ransom in the animated, uh, the new uh, lower decks. We have yes. Jack Deadman in the improvised generation. There, there are many, many kind of similarities. And we, we, we kind of talked about this, uh, uh, my friend Ian and I, the other day that it's almost, if you're going to do comedy, you're going to do Star Trek and you're going to keep it in the Star Trek universe and have it be authentically Star Trek. I think there's only so many building blocks that you can put together to make things. So mm -hmm. you're going to end up with similarities. Well, yeah. And that's life actually. Yeah. So 
not a big deal to me. Not a deal breaker by any stretch of the imagination. So nope. it's all it's all the same universe. Of course, there are going to be similarities here and there. Yeah. So I think we probably should wrap up for today. We have we've well, covered it quite a lot already. Yes. I'm not nearly done talking about. Tech. I know. Yes. If if for some reason there was some dearth of programming and they wanted, you know, we had three hours of Star Trek. Sure, we can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't stay on topic, we will connect. It'll look like the uh, the screen that Tawny Newsom had in, as Mariner. There'll be all these different things connected, and by the time you're done, you'll have no idea where we started. Yep. Neither will we. <laughs> so true. Uh, tell everybody where we can find you when you're when you're not on this show. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Brandywine12. You can also find our podcasts that I mentioned earlier on Twitter at Boldly Go Pod and the Vedic Assembly, or just Vedic Assembly, excuse me. You can find them on Facebook under the same names. And uh, I think in the case of the Vedic Assembly, also on Instagram. So wow. cool beans there, just hitting all the platforms. Except Snapchat. I still haven't figured out Snapchat. So... <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't even touched TikTok. That is uh, no, I'm not about posting videos of myself doing anything, really. We had somebody but... on this this network mention that like that that's not a real app. I, I don't think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the instructions make no sense. I don't know how it works. It's it's not a real app. It's just it's just something the kids made up to make old people feel bad. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm in that group now. I'm an old person. But uh, I also do some podcasts outside of Trek, but I have Trek mentions. I do a podcast with my husband, Dave, called The Dark Corner Podcast, where we look at a lot of things, usually pop culture and nerdy things from a darker perspective, because we are gothy sort of people. And uh, I also do a solo podcast called Head Cannon, which basically I can rationalize just about anything in Head Cannon, but it's also kind of a stream of consciousness walk through my very varied fandoms. So I uh, I do that. And both of those you can find at darkcornerpodcast.com. So Aaron, where are all the places <laughs> we can find you, man? All the places are here on Outpost 13. I do a lot of graphics uh, on Wednesdays at 8 p.m., 7 p.m., 7 or 8. I think it's 7. Um, Sorry. We have uh, Made Up Music, which is with uh, Arlo Sanders and Alex Kahn. They put together a song based on suggestions in the the chat room that clips of things that people have sent in and they basically make music. And so what I do is I create the track art kind of along with them. I give myself kind of the same time reference or time constraint and then just, and you know, what does the song inspire as far as graphically? So it's really fun because it's been able to just let my mind kind of go and not do, you know, during the weekdays I do websites and logos and, and things that are very corporate and structured. So this is, this is fun. Uh, and you can find me as far as like social media at Geek Filter on Instagram and Twitter. And we have the Infinite Trek Facebook group, which has been a group longer than this podcast. And I think Brandy is frozen. <laughs> so uh, this is a good time to end. So I'm going to say goodbye for Brandy because Brandy is uh, not moving. <laughs> she's been, oh, there she's back. I've returned. What happened? 
Uh, I don't know. The sun went behind a cloud. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, she's really not responding to what I'm saying. Okay, she's frozen. Yeah, I'm just like... Computer, end program. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, sometimes oh. things happen and your yeah. internet just stops for a couple of seconds. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and tune in uh, next week on Saturday at 11 a.m. for more Infinite Trek. Bye. Bye. <laughs>